On CBS, you've heard Jack Benny, Amos and Andy, Bergen and McCarthy. Still waiting with a variety of entertainment are Rocky Jordan, Horace Height, Our Miss Brooks, The Whistler, and Red Skelton. Now, Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with... Rocky Jordan. I got to thinking how trouble always finds its way to my tambourine. Whether it walks in on nylons or soft oriental slippers or the dusty feet of a beggar. This time the guy who brought it was as innocent as a day-old camel. He was the mailman. He didn't know when he handed me the mail he was giving me murder sealed in a white envelope. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world, takes you now to the Cafe Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient East, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Congo Copper. It started off with the usual morning mail delivery to the tambourine. A bill for a consignment of Lebanon olives, an ad for a new brand of goat's milk. Then I picked up a letter postmarked Cape Town. It was from Stanley Boucher, a mining engineer I'd known back in San Francisco. The short note inside was to tell me that a man named Daniel Stanton was to arrive in Cairo at 10.30 that same morning, and that he could do me a lot of good. Boucher said he'd advise Stanton that I'd meet him at the airport. Well, it was already 10, and the Cairo airport's a good drive north and across the Nile, but I made it as soon as I could. As I parked, I saw a big plane of an African line taxiing away from the gate. The men had already landed and unloaded. I went inside and over to the information desk. May I help you, sir? Yes, I was to meet a Daniel Stanton here. His plane just arrived. You are Mr. Rocky Jordan? Yeah, that's right. Mr. Stanton left word that he would be waiting in the cocktail lounge. Oh, thanks. Hey, Rocky! Over here! He got up from where he was seated in a side booth with a real blonde doll who did plenty to decorate the place and came over to meet me. But the man was the surprise. Not anybody named Daniel Stanton, but my engineer friend who'd written the letter from Cape Town, Stanley Boucher. Rocky! Rocky, boy, you son of a gun. I was beginning to wonder if you got my letter. <laughs> it just came, Stan, but I, I didn't expect to see you here. Oh, come on. I want you to meet the wife. Frida? My old friend, Rocky Jordan. Hello, Frida. Well, so this is Rocky Jordan. By golly, you haven't changed a bit, Rocky. I'm sure glad to see you. And so am I. Now, uh, when do I meet Daniel Stanton? Oh, <laughs> that. Uh, forget it. Or is that your name now? Why the switch? I'm still Stan Boucher to you, Rocky boy. And we've sure got things to talk about. Come on, let's go to my hotel. I'll tell you all about it and just how you fit. Just throw your hat on the bed, Rocky, if, if you're not superstitious. Sure. Make yourself at home, Rocky. I'll be unpacking while you two have your little talk. All right, well, let's hear it, Stan. Rocky, now, things have happened to me since I saw you last. Yeah, I've been noticing. No, not just the wife. 
It's copper. I did it, boy, in the Belgian Congo near Congolo, a copper strike, and a good one. Every bit mine. It's what you always wanted. But how do I fit with copper? I want you to go down and work the mine for me. I'll cut you in for a third. Now, that's fair, isn't it? Uh, wait a minute. Read me the small print, Stan. The rest of the deal. I brought all the specifications. They'll show you the mine's worth plenty. Check on it any way you like. Don't you believe me? Just why do you want me? You could work it yourself. Well, the fact is, I uh, can't go back there. Why not? I... Well, you see, Rocky, I killed a man. A man named Emil Van Brook. I'm out, Stan. Get somebody else. Oh, now, wait, Rocky. It, it was an accident, of course. Everything's in the open. Police didn't hold me. I, I just can't go back, that's all. Well, I'll bet you can't. Van Brook was a great favorite with the natives down there. They don't understand... If I went back, I might be killed. What makes you think they'd change their minds if I showed up? Well, you won't get hurt. It's me they're after. Now, how about it? Why are you using a different name now? now? Let it go, Rocky. That's not important. Here's your chance to make a fortune. You can't pass that up, can you? Well, I'll think it over. Hey, now, that's more like it. And don't think I'm rushing you, Rocky. No, 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 no. I'll let you know, Stan. Going so soon, Rocky. We've hardly had a chance to get acquainted. Sorry, Frida. I'm needed at the tambourine. Well, then at least I can walk with you to the elevator. Do you mind, Stan? No, not at all, Frida. See you later, Rocky. Uh, so long, Stan. Well, do you think you'll take Stan's offer? I'm not sure, Frida. It's a good chance for you. I think Stan picked a good man for the job. A woman's intuition, shall we say? Oh, thanks. How long have you known Stan? Oh, about a year. We met in South Africa. We've only been married a short time. He's a good engineer. And a very busy engineer. <laughs> a lot I'll get to see of Cairo with all he has to do. There's plenty to see in this town. Oh? Perhaps some night when he's busy... Or was that an invitation? Maybe. I'll talk to Stan about it. <laughs> do that. Goodbye, Rocky. I rode the elevator down to the main floor and stepped out through the lobby. The way to the door took me past the desk, and a voice Mr. I heard Stanton, there stopped please. me. Mr. Daniel Stanton. One moment, Effendi. I will see. Standing at the desk was a big red-faced guy, and with him somebody I took to be his servant. European dress, but the dark, powerful type that comes from Central Africa. Yes, here we are. Mr. Stanton and his wife arrived a short while ago, room 415. Here's my card. Tell Stanton I'm on my way up. Come along, Jethro. Uh, clerk. Uh, yes, Effendi? The red-faced man was just here at the desk. Could you tell me his name? Why, sir, that information, that I... Uh, he looks like a friend of mine, but I'm not sure. Oh, I understand, sir. His name is Van Brug. Van Brug. The name of the man Stan had said he killed in the Congo. I passed up the elevator this time and took the stairs up to the fourth floor. There I walked down the hall to Stan's room. On guard at the door with the powerful fellow Van Brug had called Jethro. I'm going in, Jethro. Wait, sir. It is best that you do not enter. Let me decide that. You must keep back from the door. No, no, Van Brug, stop it. Get out of my way. Sir, I cannot permit you. All right, cut it, Van Brug. Get out. Get out before I use the gun on you. Rocky... Don't hit me with that gun again. Get out, I said. This is not your business. It is just mine and Stanley Boucher's. You asked for a different name downstairs. Yes, but I know his real name as well I should. 
You came a long way to find him, Van Brug. Hans Van Brug, sir. The brother of the Emil Van Brug. This man accidentally <laughs> killed. Oh, Rocky, it's the truth. It was an accident. Shut up, Boucher. Well, you've had enough for now. We shall await further privacy at some other time. But let me give you some advice, my friend. Yeah? Be very careful about any deals you might have in mind with this Stanley Boucher. It could lead you to no good end. Thanks, Rocky. Thanks. You better tell me what this is all about now, Stan. I figure it has something to do with Van Brug and the copper mine. Nothing to do with our deal, Rocky. Come on, Stan. Let's have it. It's just something between me and him, like he says, private. Where's Frida? Downstairs in the lounge. I sent her there. Okay, we'll see what she says. Why, Rocky! <laughs> I didn't hope to see you again so soon. Sit down. Ah, I think I will. Oh, why so serious? Frida, did you know Hans van Brug was on his way up to see Stan? I knew it. Did you know what would happen when he got there? Mm, that wouldn't be hard to guess. It's one of those things. After all, Stan killed a man, didn't he? Accidentally, of course. You don't think much of him, do you, Frida? Stan's been around enough to take care of himself. Why should I worry? He still won't tell me what it's all about. Then why bother about it? Anyway, I'd much rather talk about something else. What? Oh, the copper mine. You've decided to take Stan's offer? No, not yet. I think you will. Oh, you haven't ordered anything. Uh, some other time, Freedom. Uh, the night you're going to show me Cairo? Make it soon, Rocky. I'm beginning to like it here. Very much. I bowed out and got to my car. And I did a lot of thinking as I drove across Cairo. Sure, the idea of a share in a rich copper mine had me interested. But I wasn't sure what came with it. But if Stan and the blonde doll he had for a wife wouldn't tell me, I'd have to get it someplace else. That took me to police headquarters for a talk with Captain Sam Sabaya. Well, come in, Jordan. What can I do for you? I'd like for you to find out something for me, Sam. If I can. Contact the police in Congolo, in the Belgian Congo. Hmm. And for what purpose, Jordan? Get the real story about what went on between Stanley Boucher and a man named Van Brugge. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have already done so. You've got a report, Sam? How come? Jordan, whenever persons come into Cairo under obviously assumed names, it is my task to know about them. Uh, what do they say about the killing? Uh, accidental. Also, the records say. Uh, could Stan actually own a copper mine in the Congo? He does. Should that surprise you so much? A little. But there's no proof about the killing. No. Yet the feeling exists that it was anything but accidental. Somebody in Cairo agrees. Van Brug's brother. And I will tell you that this man who calls himself Hans Van Brug is lying. The Van Brug who is dead had no brother. And who is he? His identity is being traced. But now, Jordan... Oh, I can't tell you anything, Sam. Stan's just an old friend, that's all. Indeed. These men, both under assumed names, have been in Cairo less than four hours, and I find you already involved. It's not like that, Sam. I just want to know. You know now that it is not a vendetta for murder such as you've been led to think something quite different. That much should warn you, Jordan, to extricate yourself from this affair at once, before it is too late. Mm -hmm. 
Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. What's the difference between a plain everyday dinner and a special dinner? Lots of women say it's as simple as serving Del Monte fruit cocktail to start things off. There's nothing quite like its sparkling color and luscious flavor to begin a meal in style. I'll be the first to agree with that, Larry. But don't stop there. Remember, Del Monte fruit cocktail makes marvelous salads and desserts, too. Right you are. And once you find out how many ways Del Monte fruit cocktail can help you, you'll want to keep it handy all the time. It's so quick and easy. Mellow peaches and fragrant pears are already cut and mixed with sunny pineapple tidbits, juicy grapes, and scarlet cherry halves. Now, just think of all the menu problems that kind of color and flavor can solve. It's hard to realize that such a time saver could look so... What's your pitch with Stan? Is that not yet clear to you? Let's have it. What are you after? I am after the same thing you are, my friend. The copper mine, or a part of it. Only I have a way to get it. <clears throat> you see, I know that Emil was not killed accidentally. Yeah. That's all it takes for blackmail. Indeed it is. And I shall keep reminding Stanley Boucher of that fact until he sees fit to do what I say. Or until he kills me, which he will not do. Don't be too sure uh, of that, Van Damme. Boucher. Boucher put that gun away. Not till I'm through with it. Move away from him, Rocky. You can't do it, Stan. It's a sucker's move. Get out, Rocky. Get out and get back to your tambourine. Van Brug and I'll finish this ourselves. Don't work, I tell you. Give me the gun, Stan. No, Rocky. It's the only way out. Van Brug told you. Why'd you give it to me? I made a grab for the gun, but Stan swung away. I kept moving to keep his aim from Van Brug, and just as I grappled with him, the gun came down flat on my head. Right there, I dropped. As the blackness came pressing in, I heard shots right far off. After that, nothing. came out of it slowly. When the room stopped whirling and settled down, I saw the figure slumped against the far wall. Only not that of Van Brug. It was Stan Boucher, and Van Brug was gone. Well, there was a lot of activity after that, and it all led to headquarters. Sam had Frida brought in and grilled us for a while, but there didn't seem much more to tell. Well, Mrs. Boucher, at least we need not be concerned now regarding your husband's former guilt. You're very kind, Captain Tobias. Hans Van Brug will be found, rest assured of that. You're satisfied that Van Brug did it then, Sam? Is that not your feeling, Jordan? While Stanley Boucher was getting you out of the way, Van Brug had but to draw a gun and shoot him. Uh, how else could it be, thanks to my help? Your intent was only to help him. I'm sure that Mrs. Boucher feels the same. Oh, of course, Rocky. Maybe go now, Captain? As you wish. Goodbye, Mrs. Boucher. Goodbye. Coming, Rocky? Yeah, see you later, Sam. Well, Rocky, that's that. You're not too busy drying tears, Frida. Mm, he was a good guy. You knew the truth about him, didn't you? That part? It's over. Just as Tobias said. And Van Brugge is out of luck. The copper mine belongs to me now. But Van Brugge's <laughs> still around. Do you think Sabaya will find him? Sure, if anybody can. Hmm. 
Maybe I do need a good uh, bodyguard while I'm seeing Cairo. I still want to. You don't have to ask Stan now, Rocky. No, I don't. Uh, let it rest for a while, Frida. You know, Stan's offer still holds. About your working the mine? We can handle it all ourselves. Shall we talk about it? Uh, let me call you, huh? Right now, I got some thinking to do. I put Frida in a taxi and drove back to the tambourine. But the thinking I did along the way didn't get anywhere. There was something about the whole thing I didn't like. When I reached the tambourine, Chris was still holding Jethro. Ah, sorry it took so long, Chris. Ah, no trouble at all, Rock. Jethro's been good company. I'll take the gun now. I presume, Mr. Jordan, that you've seen Van Brugg as you intended. Yeah, that's right. I've got news for you. Van Brugg's picked up something since you saw him last. A murder rap. Where's he now? I don't know. But you're going to the police. Out the back door, Jethro. It's unlocked. Very well. Rocky, stay with him. Uh, Jethro won't try anything. Rocky, I told you, he's getting away. What else, Chris? It's just what I wanted. I gave Jethro a gentleman's lead and then followed after him. It figured he and Van Brugge had a rendezvous with all that was going on. Maybe Jethro's quarters. I saw I was right as he went past the closed-up Mooski Bazaar and into a court up the hill that held some well-kept cottages. He went in at one of the doors where there was a light already on inside with the curtains drawn. I took one breath and followed, keeping the gun handy. Company day, Van Brugge? Jordan. Did you know he was following Jethro? I did not. So it was a trick. Why, you bungling Come fool. on, Van Brugge. You can both talk about it on the way to headquarters. Uh, wait, Jordan. I know why you're doing this. It is because you think I killed Stanley Boucher. How'd you guess? But you're wrong, Jordan. I did not kill him. Then who did? The same one who killed Emil van Brugge in the Belgian Congo. Ah, straighten your story, Van Brugge. You told me Stan did that one. But now I am telling you the truth. It was not Stan and not I, but the girl, Frida. Sure. Who else is there left to plant it on? Stanley Boucher knew about it from the beginning. And he's been covering for her ever since. She's no good, Jordan. You knew her before? How well I knew her. But Boucher did not. He picked her up in Johannesburg, knowing nothing of what she was like. It's incredible what a man will do for such a woman. I take it you had quite a feeling for Frida yourself. I did. It was a vicious triangle between Emil, Stanley, and myself over the girl, with a copper mine right in the middle, the mine which was partly Emil's. You're telling me Frida was after the mine, but can you prove it? There is no proof. There's no justice in the case at all. Did Stanley know Frida killed Van Brugge? Stanley knew everything. Took the blame to protect her. Now she's killed her husband, too. And with me accused, she's free of everyone. She ends up with the mine. And you, Jordan. She wants you now. Is that not so? Back up your story, Van Brugge, or we'll let the police decide. And you know what they will say? Hmm. All right. Take me in, Jordan. Take me in. And you will be playing right into Frida's hands. <laughs> In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. I suppose every woman finds it pretty hard to coax a sleepy family to eat a good breakfast. But it isn't half so hard if you tempt them with tall, frosty glasses of Del Monte pineapple juice. 
It's the sunniest, most refreshing juice that ever got a breakfast started right. And another thing, too. The tart, sweet, Del Monte pineapple flavor goes so nicely with everything. From toast and jam to ham and eggs. Yes, the delightful balance of tartness and sweetness you find in Del Monte pineapple juice is yours to enjoy in the four other styles of Del Monte pineapple. Del Monte raises its own exclusive strains of pineapple, picks them ripe and rich in superb flavor. That means special enjoyment for you in Del Monte pineapple juice and in sliced, crushed chunks and tidbits, too. Well, judging from the amount of Del Monte pineapple juice my family drinks, it's especially good and refreshing. Del Monte pineapple juice is good for the whole family, too. Buy several cans today. Refresh yourself often. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, now Van Brugge had given me a new story that Frida had done the killings of both Emil and her husband. If it was true, Van Brugge had a big point that by turning him into the police, I'd be playing right into her hands. He and Jethro watched as I tried to decide. Think carefully, Jordan. Frida would like nothing better than to see you get me out of the way. But perhaps you would like that, too. Not for what you think, Van Brugge. Mr. Jordan, you must understand my part in this. Shut up, Jethro. He's not a stupid man. I think he knows that I'm telling the truth. Well, Jordan, I'm not sure. <gasps> Frida! I think it's time I helped you to decide, Rocky. How did you get here? <laughs> you followed Jethro. Couldn't I follow you? If you wanted to, real bad. Toss your gun over here on the floor. Mine's enough. Yours too, hon. Don't tell me you don't have one. You afraid of mine, Frida? No. I'm just making sure that Hans Van Brugge goes to the police. You see, Jordan, it is just as I told you. Or supposing he tries to escape and I have to kill him. Frida, you would not dare. And why not? You did shoot my husband. I won't have any trouble. Frida. Yes, Rocky. Exactly who did kill Emil and your husband? Well, Hans has been saying things, hasn't he? Tell me, Frida. Was it you? That's something you'll never have to worry about. A third of the mine is yours if you want it. After all I know? Uh-uh. I couldn't settle for less than half. You don't know anything, Rocky. Well, don't I? Come to think of it, a half's not enough. I might even take the whole mine. A half or nothing. Make up your mind. Ah, and it's all off. I'll have to tell Sabaya you killed your husband. Tell him. What do I care? There's no proof. What about ballistics? The check of that gun you're holding. Stan wasn't killed with his gun. Let them find out. Yeah, there's some bullets in the wall. It shows the shots were fired from the door. <laughs> what about it? Van Brugge could have been standing there. Keep trying, Rocky. All right. I was there. I saw you kill him. What? No. Stan hit you. You, you were knocked out. Was I? You can't be sure, Frida. If you saw it, then why... Why didn't you tell the police? Well, I can queer my deal with you. Anyhow, it's off. I can tell Sam now. Use your phone, Jethro. Mr. Jordan, I only advise you that she uses the gun well. Do I get the mine, Frida, or finish this call? Finish it? Why should they believe you? Police headquarters, Sabaya speaking. Oh, uh, Sam is Rocky. Yes, Jordan. I'm in a court at 1117 Sharia Samson. I've got Stan's killer here. And here's the name. Rocky! Mr. Jordan! 
I ducked, and it was Jethro who caught the bullet on his shoulder as he moved in. His other hand slapped her gun to the floor, and I'm the one who came up with it. I caught up with Nora and Les Tremaine as Nick in tonight's adventure of The Thin Man entitled The Haunted Ham. <laughs> Every once in a while, a man's wife gets the idea that her husband needs a change. Of course, the conscientious little homemaker never suggests that her husband change his wife. Well, this evening, we find the great ex-detective, Nick Charles, in a car 